Hello, you're listening to Abiding Life Studios. I'm Noah Wells. Today I have Steve Reinhard. Hi, Noah. Hello. And I have Todd. He's been walking with Abiding Life for many years. Yes, Is that I correct? Have. Yes, I have, and it's good to be here. Noah and Steve, glad to be with you. Glad to have you. Great to have you, Todd. It's good to be with everybody. So, t- so today we're gonna we're following up our uh, uh, what I like to call the advantages of pornography, uh, volume two, uh, and uh, pretty exciting. We've gotten we've actually got some good feedback back from the listeners. So, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd, first off, I'd like to thank the listeners for getting back in touch with Noah and giving us uh, your thoughts and feelings and feedback and. Uh, you know, one of the, one of the things I'd I'd like to save some a little bit of time at the end of our program to just acknowledge that feedback and to kind of address it because one of the, like one of the guys said, uh, you know, I, was, oh, I just so feel so bad that uh, I've fallen into this trap and never even looked at it. Right. Uh, I like to like talk about that. Yeah. Because I think probably we all have that feeling sometimes. Yeah. Uh, so, but to, but to start off with, I'd just like to. Talk to Todd, uh, and uh, and ask you, Todd, if you could just give us, um, you know, a, a, your experience with the advantages and maybe disadvantages, whatever you want to tell us about your life and how you've gone through this. Mm, I don't know. I, I don't even know how to explain it. Actually, just your interaction yeah, with yeah. pornography or anything well, else you want to talk about. Yeah, um, and that's. It's, I'm really actually very happy to share this with you guys and anyone who's listening to this because my whole struggle with in the realm of pornography comes from pain Hmm. and um, for me you know some of the difficult things that um, went on early in my life really found I really found a salve a a comfort um, and um, in this area and so um you know i think back where it all began really got going for me was when i was in uh, fourth grade my family moved to las vegas and uh, that was really right at the height of my father's alcoholism and so moving into that environment and him drinking like he did and being you know somewhat of a workaholic at that time um, he was pretty absent, and uh, and my mom, you know, bless her heart, she um, didn't have um, good tools to deal with that then, and so she was going a little crazy trying to keep this small family together. Um, there was uh, me and three other siblings, and I was the youngest. And so it was. So we moved to Vegas. I moved away from all my friends, and um, and my dad, you know, was really going deeper and deeper into his drinking, and so. There, I was just alone. I have a lot of memories of just um, mm. sitting um, on the back porch with my, you know, toy cars and different things, and I, I had these imaginary worlds, and, and I just remembered a, a ton of loneliness um, during this time of my life, and, um, but that's an age where, a lot of young boys are, um, starting to wonder about life and, yeah, and where we fit, and so. Um, I, you know, I remember um, it was Las Vegas, and they had uh, Las Vegas in the 70s, and they had these shows um, and showgirls, and my mom was an Avon lady, actually sold 
cosmetics to a lot of these showgirls. They come by the house and dressed, but um, <laughs> but they. I remember uh, um, you could pick up these little flyers that advertised the different shows. They were free and they were um, scattered all over Vegas at different locations, Seven Eleven, whatever. And, and it would show the different shows, and it would have pictures of topless women in it. Mm-hmm. And so, for a guy, you know, a young guy in fourth grade, it was lonely. Like that, that, that was like magic. It was like, um, it was like seeing uh, a wonderful painting of a beautiful mountain. You know, it was just our our sunset. You know, the the visuals of that was so intoxicating that I um, I fell in love with that imagery. And, um, and so that was just easy for me to grab. And so it was very benign, you know, when it comes to porn, it was really benign, um, barely beyond PG, but, but it captured my imagination and, um, and I had no, um, relationship with any man to process it with. Hmm. So it just kind of became an internal thing for me. And so that was, you know, it was an early exposure. And, you know, in part of my story, I've listened to a lot of other stories of other men. And and for a lot of men that I've talked to, their early exposure is not that. Mm-hmm. It's sexual abuse or it's, a, or it's more graphic stuff. And, um, and I think that stuff just imprints on you and um, sets definitions. And while I, you know, while I'm not an authority on that, I can only talk about what I went through. For me, you know, I... Um, I really um, thought that was a picture of of home and a belonging, mm. and so you know that as I went on through adolescence, um, um, I, one could, of could I interrupt just a sec, Todd? Sh- sure. So you me- so you mentioned how alone you were feeling. Mm-hmm. I just I feel sad hearing that, mm-hmm. especially for a fourth grader. Um, and so, did how how did you feel? You know, when you found the little cards on the street and and looked at the the women that were buying stuff from your mom, mm-hmm. did that help with how you're feeling? Yeah, well, I'm glad you mentioned that because there was one woman in particular. I don't even I don't even think she was a showgirl, but she was one of my mom's customers and became a good friend of my mom. And um, and her name is June, and um, and she was um, she was beautiful. Mm-hmm. She had this brown hair, and she had, um, she was just beautiful. I could just, I could go into describing her, but let's just leave it there. She, she was just lovely to me. But the thing that really I liked about her is that she was, she was emotionally a soft person mm. and a welcoming person. And I, and I would just feel that when I saw her, this young boy, and, um, and, um, and she had elements of the stuff that my mom didn't have though my mom's very loving and wonderful um june kind of embodied that these other things about a woman that really captured my imagination and um and you know we can get a little bit into the what it was like to look at you know porn over the years as i continue to develop but um but the one thing that never changes i was always always looking for june Hmm. and i never found her You'd find something that seems, you know, and it's not like an exact representation. I was looking for that, for whatever it was she stirred up in me that. Yeah, like a comfort. It was so, just a comforting idea. Mm. And so this whole idea that, you know, for 
women, sex is emotional, and for men, it's just physiological. For men, it's a light switch, and mm-hmm. I don't buy it. Me either. I, I think I think men long for depth, long for connection, and um, and for me, well, I think men long for beauty, and not only long for beauty, but want to belong, want to have a home there with beauty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think we're created that way. And so the whole area of pornography is a distortion of that. It captures elements of the beauty and and the feeling of belonging, mm. but there's really no home there. Mm-hmm. So back to where to what my struggle was was, you know, it went beyond these little pamphlets to finding my brother's hidden stash. At least I think it was my brother's. Um, and um, they had a place under a planner where they had these magazines hidden in the, one of the bathrooms that we had and. And, and again, loneliness, dysfunction in the family, alcoholism, that was a real hiding place for me, you know, became the safe place for me. Hmm. So, so could, so you switched gears a little bit there. Mm -hmm. um, That was a, and I just want to throw out, throw out a question because you, you, you mentioned home and you mentioned you know, you're looking for someone who's emotionally soft, a person, somebody who's really welcoming and beautiful. And then you, then you said hiding place. And those kind of don't fit. So I'm wondering why would you need a hiding place if you're looking for a soft uh, connection with somebody, you know, an intimate connection? Why would you need that hiding place? And I've just thrown this no, out, you know, just because no, that's a, that's a there, was a shift, there was a shift there. Well, intuitively... The images that I was drawn to, I mean, it just excites it, it excites within me on, on a number of different levels. Sure. But the but the deeper, I think the deepest longing is knowing that I'm welcome. But with pornography, the the challenge of that was is I also intuitively knew what I was doing is wrong. Because mm. why were why were these magazines hidden in a bathroom? Why weren't they out on the coffee table? Mm-hmm. So already there's a quote, there's a message of the wrongness of it. So were you feeling guilty? Yeah. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. But uh, without a doubt, I mean, from the very earliest ex- um, exposure to, uh, you know, very benign pornography, I felt guilty. Okay. But um, but the comfort of it way outweighed. The benefit was bigger than the. The benefit. Was was stronger than the yeah. cost. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think there's some, there's, in some ways it actually helped me, helped mm. me survive. Yeah. Wow. I, I, I'd love to hear about that. Well, well, yeah, I mean, I think there are a lot of things that can help you survive, especially, you know, when you're just a kid and you have no context, you know, looking back, it's like if someone could have, ideally a, a dad, you know, could have given context to that struggle. Mm-hmm. I could have got an exchange for maybe coming out in the open about this, you know, what I'm doing in exchange. I could have got intimacy with a father, mm. with my father and, um, and had context given. It would have been, it would have been, I could, it would have been secret, a secret room for me and my dad, so to speak. Oh, how cool. To talk about, mm-hmm. you know, life and the struggles, but, and I could have got all the things I was seeking from that from the man I admired most and needed the most. Mm. And, um, 
and perhaps it could have um, I could have developed emotionally a little better um, but it, it wasn't there and, and so you know so the need for and the place for you know for that um, that other expression remained yeah so it filled yeah. like an empty gap without a doubt yeah yeah Todd, thanks so much for thanks so much for sharing that in your heart and um, and I just we've known each other for a while and and uh, and uh, the the closer the more I get to know you the just the more I like you and for you to be able to share that is um, I just like it just makes me feel so much closer to you knowing that 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 you would yet you had that gap then you had that loneliness and that guilt and and missed out on having a dad there that you could have had really a secret connection with mm -hmm. uh so it so it makes sense it makes a lot of sense to me that you'd find something to turn to for that soft spot for the yeah. acceptance and that love and the and also uh, to, to hide to have that secret spot mm -hmm. so so we do we do have a time limit here i'm wondering if noah might have some questions that you'd like to throw out or comments noah uh for todd as he's going through going through his story his story yeah i mean i just liked when he brought up hidden place i've never really thought of it that way but it, mm -hmm. i think it describes it so perfectly at least even for me and my struggles with porn is yeah it, it is just like a little hidden place and you get to go there it's like my uh what do you call it comfort blanket or security blanket my secret garden yeah exactly <laughs> yeah you know and i remember many years just thinking i need this because this is how to survive well and it's not you know it's not totally off base because you know god creates a secret place mm -hmm. and you know that is the, the most holy place and it and that embodies all of who we are and all of who he is and so for some reason he's wired us wired into us there's just we're so complex and there's so many facets of how we're put together and we tend to compartmentalize it and, and mm -hmm. put sexuality in its own place yeah and it's the most difficult place for there to be intimacy with other you know like what we have here but mm -hmm. you know with our wives and um, because, you know, I think the distortion is you got to separate all this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I want to, you know, I want to, as I grow as a man, I want to understand what it, better what it means to merge all that and to, to be one, you mm -hmm. know, not segmented. So I don't know if that's making things more confusing, but... We're, we're okay. Oh, by the way, we're really okay with being confused here in this Good. podcast. I belong. And he, we, you belong. And also, like I always like to say every time is like, uh, for our listeners, like, we don't pretend that we know all the answers. Yeah. We, we don't. And, uh, and we don't have to know them. But we like to be able to throw this all out on the table mm -hmm. and get your feedback and bring in special guests like Todd to be able to bring into the light yeah bring hard situations struggles into the light yeah because like probably unlike all our listeners that you know like us three have them yeah you know we have we do struggle mm -hmm. we, we like we don't have our stuff together no and you know for me the more i go along i'm really pretty i'm kind of pretty happy about that yeah so I'm, the people around me may not be but 
<laughs> yeah, but but I'm super happy to be here with you guys today. And and so Todd, maybe you could talk about what you just brought up of the you know the maybe the oneness or that um, you know you mentioned that in fact in fact kind of where this is how we're made to find a secret place yeah. to find a hiding place to have that. Uh, warm intimacy or, or anything else right. that you that you might not have what you know yeah well okay um a, a little bit on that um i've um you know and again it really just is my story um i actually looked up a, a few statistics on porn and and um it there's actually comfort and it's sad but it's comforting because i'm not alone mm-hmm. um I, and i'll just pick two of them but in the last um 2018 the largest porn site in the world had 33 billion visits b with billion with a b and now they're at a daily average of 100 million visits wow per day yeah Mm. per day and that's the combined population of canada poland and australia every single day Mm. and um how many of these people are christians Women, women going is up thirty percent in a year, mm. and um, and so if it's that prevalent, either God's not winning, <laughs> or there's something we're missing. What do you, what, and what do you mean by that, Todd? Well, can you help us out? Because there's a lot of you know, I, and it's it's like I'm I, I, I I'm worried a little bit about sharing my story because I don't you know you could take things out of context and it's just mm-hmm. my story. And I'm just one picture of this whole thing. Um, and so my story won't resonate with everyone, and that's actually a good thing. Yeah. Because, But looking at this, I think my story resonates with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Couple, at least a million. A, uh, how many million a day? A yeah, uh, hundred million. A hundred million a day. So yeah. pro- you know, maybe well, if this podcast reads that, reaches just like that one day's worth, then yeah. it'll be amazing. So, so, you do, so give us the story that you think will resonate. Well, and so, well, but, and so with that, you know, in the area of, in the area of porn, um, I was thinking about it because I have a son who's autistic. And when you say the word autism, that can mean so many things. Yeah. That can mean a high functioning person who has emotional struggles. That can mean someone who has no language at all. Mm. But there's one word for it. Oh, good point. And so we have one word for pornography, and that encapsulates someone who's very casual and may have no issue with it, and they may not even think it's wrong, to the other spectrum, which is the criminality of it. And the, it's really a terrible thing when, it, when you consider things like child porn and mm-hmm. subjugation and, and things like that, where people, uh, all of it's hurtful, but there's a, ra- there's a spectrum. Mm-hmm. So there's an autism spectrum. Maybe there should be a pornography spectrum. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, and so, you know, I might say something that would fit for a person like me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it fits. And I just don't know. But the fact that it is so prevalent and the, and the fact that it, I mean, it, because of its commonality, I really believe that, that somehow God has to meet us in it. Mm-hmm. And so as I was listening to your part one and hearing a little bit about that, I, you know, I was just reminded of the great comfort there is to know that that he is never condemning, and that he is never shaming, 
that he doesn't seek to expose us and embarrass us mm-hmm. and that and that we're not alone right and so would i would i really know these things had i not if if i didn't walk through the struggles i walked through mm-hmm. so i grew up in an alcoholic family and that set me up for this and then we just don't have enough time to kind of go through the the decades with me but um but it's not something you know that just went away when i became a christian mm-hmm. in my teens right. you know the struggle continued through my 20s my and my 30s it was going on as i was making um efforts to be in ministry and i put that with quotes and i think it didn't mean that god is not even using didn't even use me in my in ministry mm-hmm. even though that this was still a part that was just it's just very difficult to shake right so um so could so could i ask you a quick question yeah given all the benefits you were getting out of it why did you want to shake it primarily the stress of hiding oh, okay and you know you, you you can live with something because you don't know what you don't know but then i feel like god at it at a certain time brings people into your life and now you know what you didn't know. Mm-hmm. And so on my journey, um, this whole, you know, part of, I was so good at hiding. Well, w- when you're hiding porn, you're also hiding a lot of other things with it. Yeah. You're hiding real elements of who you are from mm-hmm. your spouse and from your, you know, from your closest friends. And, and, um, and, and it's a way of keeping control in your life and, and so, at the, for us at the advent of teenagers, there's a total loss of control. Because I think even in a marriage, you can you can learn the dance, and you can still feel like you have control. Oh, absolutely. But when you have teenage kids, mm-hmm. teenage daughters, for me in particular, all all sense of control went out the window, mm. and all my little tricks stopped working. Mm. And so, as a result of trying to raise a family, I finally got help. I finally started disclosing, not initially this, but just disclosing the fact that I don't have my act together mm-hmm. and that the image isn't working because look at my poor children. They're really struggling. Right. And so so I'm getting into a world and I'm learning things I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I didn't know is, you know, the effects of hiding and the effects of deception mm-hmm. because it affects, it, you know, and, and there's, it just does bleed into other areas of your life. And so ultimately it was my desire to help my kids that, that took, that put me in a different, uh, around different people who had at least learned to be open and honest about this stuff. Oh, cool. And that's, and so the, as this came in the open, not that all the previous time was wasted because I don't think I would have a, a faint idea of just how deep the love of God goes mm-hmm. had I not struggled in it for decades right. with with this mm-hmm. and and to and to come through that and to be and to still have an awareness that not only god but people love you is um i think just i think some people have to go through that yeah to I learn agree. that so and and steve i'd like to answer that question that you asked todd well, yeah because it, yeah it just brought up some thoughts for me uh one of my main things why i wanted to start getting away from porn was my anger uh, I felt every time I started looking at porn, I noticed I fought with my wife more, or 
I don't know, like the littlest things would really make me mad. So it really started, I started thinking, man, what is happening here? I don't know, Todd, if you feel the same way on this, but yeah, I just, I would get so angry and I was like, I don't want to be angry. So how do I change that? Well, like anything you turn to, I agree, anything Mm -hmm. that we turn to for comfort, um, you know, and you can, you can sedate your, you can sedate things with porn, you can sedate things with alcohol and and Long whatever things. whatever it is you're you're mm-hmm. just kind of putting you're sedating it you're not really dealing with it mm-hmm. and i agree um you know uh, there's a lot of anger but what what are you angry at? i'm angry about i'm angry about my childhood uh, i'm angry about my past i'm angry about the losses in my life mm-hmm. and i'm really angry that porn isn't working right yeah i i and for me thinking about that i would be angry that i couldn't that I'd have to hide, mm-hmm. that I'd have to hide that part of me. I think yeah. that would, I would really feel pretty upset that um, that I couldn't bring that into the open. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Well, any. Go I, ahead, Tom. I agree with that, and and I think you know I, I could be wrong, but I kind of see some culture cultural shifts where um, the next generation is feeling well. The answer is to not hide it. Mm-hmm. And and. We grew up in a generation, especially in the religion culture or the church culture, where it, you know where it's just a hidden thing. And mm-hmm. the, our kids' generation is—they're they're saying to blow all that. Yeah. You know, um, I I see that that doesn't work, and they're right. And so the pendulum swings, and it's like it, it's you know all out there. Mm-hmm. But you know, we're there's no answer in either extreme. I don't feel. So, so what do you see as the answer, Todd? I well, mean, assume, assume. So let's just let's just say that, say you're talking to me, and I and I've I I recognize. Okay, I have the same past. I have the same history as you. I have the, grew up the same way you did. Yeah. Uh, everything about me is the same. I just have a different name. I have a different dad. Uh, what would, given your wisdom that you bring to the table today in your walk with the Lord, what would you tell me? Well, what I have to still tell myself, I guess it would be a couple of things. I think number one would be, and and you guys touched on it yesterday, it's nothing new, but instead of allowing the struggle to be your your catalyst to make you isolate, let it be a catalyst to bring you into community. And first with God. And that's, um, and so in the depth of your struggle, Finding a way to open yourself to the love of God, even if you can never shake it, mm-hmm. even if you can never get free of it, and you die in your misery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let you know there there are stories that are that way. I mean, look at Samson. Mm-hmm. He died in his struggle. A lot of great people do. I don't know how the I don't know how stories unfold or how they should unfold, but the best place is to bring it into community, and that's to start with God because we die in isolation. Mm-hmm. And so allow it to be the thing that causes your heart to open up to his love unconditionally. That means I'm going to receive and, and bring in your love no matter, even if I can never shake this, mm-hmm. I'm going to let you love me. Wow. I'm going to be, I'm going to free myself to be, to receive you no matter what. You know, I, he comes to, he receives us unconditionally. I think we have to receive him unconditionally. Mm-hmm. And that means we don't know the future and we don't want to put any 
preconceived ideas on how that's going to look. And then the second thing is the community of other pe- safe people. Yeah. And and so I'm sitting here with you guys. Mm-hmm. It's and I'm safe. There's nothing I could say. I could I we could talk into the depths of my struggle and we're going to love each other. Yeah. And so I'm fortunate I have safe people sitting right here next to me. But um I know it's a song by John Michael Talbot, but um it was comes from a prayer I think of St. Francis, but um that Christ has no hands on earth but yours mm. or no no feet on earth but yours and so the mechanism that Christ loves me with is other people mm-hmm. so I would say that number two is bring it into community and um, and that's the best starting place you know you may not even be able to go to your wife initially mm-hmm. and that's okay do what you can do mm-hmm. there's someone you can talk to so bring it to the light with another yeah. person yeah and chances are that person may guide you to a counselor. You don't know. You you know you don't know how that path's gonna go. But alone is is where I was mm-hmm. in the worst. Is where I am in the worst trouble. Anytime I choose to isolate. Oh yeah. It it results in um, a lot of discomfort that I'm inviting. Yeah, because I think the enemy owns us then. So I'm, so I'm wondering just on behalf of, if I was listening to the podcast, I'd be wanting to know, is like, hey, I'm wondering, um, is there a way, or would you guys, uh, anybody here be willing to talk to anybody or email or have conversation with anybody that um, you, you would like help in this area? Todd's, not, Todd's nodding his head. And, yes, definitely. And, and so is that okay, Noah, that if somebody wants to get in touch with us, mm-hmm. they can just first, uh, email you through the through the website through, yeah. a, through the website yep and your email is uh, noah at abiding noah at abiding life dot com so if we have listeners that would you know like help with this then they can get in touch with noah that way and also uh, can I, i'd like to put in a plug for feedback that if you have feedback because we don't pretend we know anything i love todd's humility and Noah's humility and and just sharing your uh life with us and um i just you know i'm actually moved to tears because of what god's done in your life and i love todd that you said that uh that we get to meet god in it and that he's never condemning never shaming doesn't want to expose or embarrass us and we're never alone even though we might feel alone, mm-hmm. that we we really are never alone. No. And so that's another distortion where we're, uh, it seems like it, it feels like it is so tangible to feel alone. Um, but we're, we're not, and we don't have to be, and we do actually get to mm-hmm. connect with each other. And like you said, Todd, bring it into community and... Um, and I loved what you said to bring it out of the depth of our struggle, open ourselves up to the love of God, just allow that to take place. And, um, and I, and so if we can, I'd like to just recognize that we've had a couple good feedbacks. And one of the guys did say, can I, can I shift gears now at this yeah, point? Absolutely. Um, okay. With you Noah? Yeah. I have a couple things, but I can do it at the end too. Oh, go, you go ahead. You go ahead. Are you sure? Yeah, sure. Well, I, you know, I was just thinking, this is what my thought process has been lately. And, you know, I've been away from porn for a while now, but not saying I can never just get back into it anytime, you know? And honestly, 
most of us have smartphones very easily to get into it. You know, it's very close to me, very at my fingertips. Well, I had this thought the other day, you know, it's at my fingertips anytime I open my phone. Mm -hmm. But what's even closer is Jesus that lives in me. Mm -hmm. And that's what I keep in my head all the time now where, yeah, I can go to that. I can go to porn right now. But Jesus is so much closer. I want to talk to him instead. And it's just almost a reminder for me to just go to him and start talking to him instead. Well, it's a reminder, and we've all heard it over and over, you know, what is our deepest longing anyway? Yeah. Yeah. And um, we don't always recognize that it's him. Mm -hmm. And that's actually okay, too. Yeah. Because we'll we'll go, it doesn't have to be porn. It could be any other rabbit trail. Mm -hmm. It's going to lead us to the same place of emptiness. Yeah. And so I have at it, but, um, but it's going to just going to, you're just going to, your heart is going to be reconvinced once again, that it's only in him. Yeah. And that's what we've been searching for anyway. Exactly. You know? And there's, you know, there's, so yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So, so Noah, then do you, and then did you have something, um, you know, one of the things we talked about and somebody had feedback I had got was, um, you know, could you guys talk about things that work and don't work? Yeah, I mean, one of the things I know for myself that never worked was counting the days. I don't know if you've had that same, if you guys have had that same problem, but like I would go and, uh, okay, I haven't looked at it in two days. Oh, man, I'm doing so good. I'm doing so well. Oh, three days. Oh, sweet. I've made it a week. I'm doing so amazing. And then all of a sudden, the eighth day hits. Okay, I looked. I got to start over the days again. Yeah, I remember, okay, my 30th birthday is coming up. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Or New Year. Yeah, I'm not going to look. Yeah. I'd last about three days into the New Year and go, oh, New Year's done. Now yeah. what's my next goal? <laughs> you right. know? It's just, you're still focusing on the sin. Oh, good point. Good point. Instead of just focusing on Christ. Well, and there's... Let a, him worry about the days. I think there's a freedom in knowing... There's a freedom in knowing that... I don't know if relapse is a great word, but there's a freedom in knowing that we we can relapse at any time. Mm-hmm. Well, and and if we do, you could even say, or when we do, doesn't yeah. matter. Um, his love won't change, mm-hmm. and so what you can only do what you can do, and that's yeah. just return to the fountain. Mm-hmm. And um, and I don't want to live for the promise of of never going down that road, because then I'm looking at something that's outside of Him. So can I ask you a question about that? Because I think this is really important. What you guys are talking about, if. Uh, the promise of never going down that road. So, so are you telling me that if I have this idea that, you know, I'm struggling with porn, I'm going to, I'm going to like figure out how to not struggle with porn. And then if I have the idea that I'm never going to struggle with it again, are you telling me like, that's the road, the crazy road I'm going down? I would say so. Yeah. Cause you're still focusing on it. Right. I, it's it's really hard because there like there are things that I used to struggle with in my younger days that I don't struggle with, so I I think we do grow and we change. Yeah, that's true. But um, but there are things that I struggle with when I was young that I still struggle with, and so I don't. I just think there's always going to be a struggle. And so we want to not have struggle. So okay, let's let's just say that you're one hundred percent liberated and you know that you'll never go back again. Let's say that. Like you, you were talking about in the last podcast, that, you know, there's a different magic pill. Mm-hmm. Well, fine, great, yay, but it's gonna be something else. Yeah. Because 
because there's pain in life and it's that pain that keeps us clinging to him and we won't ever get rid of all of it so i don't understand it i know there's a lot of books out there and and go read them all if you want and and you can probably find uh, a path that may guarantee that go for it but i and as good as that is the thing i want most is a heart that yearns for my true deepest longing and that's god and and i never would have thought that that would have been revealed in the context of struggling with porn Mm -hmm. for me yeah and i'm gonna add on to that you know i i i know this is gonna sound crazy but i like struggling because that keeps me in a relationship with jesus Mm -hmm. because i I know my pride i i won't go to him if i'm not struggling Mm -hmm. i know for a fact i won't so I, I don't I do not mind struggling with stuff anymore. I used to, you know, think something's wrong with me or beat myself up, and now I know I'll go to God now. And it so keeps so me let me so me. let me just ask you this, because like I I want to play the little bit of devil's advocate here. So like, say for example, like you're like me and you don't go to God. Mm-hmm. And then what are you gonna do? Are you gonna beat yourself up? No, I mean yes. Yeah, I would say I do do that. Will, yeah. But um but the 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 course of maturity you learn not to do that. So you might not beat yourself up for as long. Right. Right. Yes. You, or or maybe you might not even beat yourself up at all. You might just recognize that oh ideally. Yeah, that I'm oh I'm I did it again. Whoops. Yeah. I've you know, and not have that um temptation. Because I think yeah. that I think it's I think the idea that you guys brought up is really important, and I like the word relapse. Mm-hmm. It really means backslide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It means to re again mm-hmm. slide, mm-hmm. which means I made progress, mm-hmm. right? I've 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 gone back a little bit to where I was, so it's like I'm actually growing, right. mm-hmm. and so um, I like that word because I think that it's a really great word to have in and one of the words Todd used earlier is definitions to be able to have that as part of the victorious Christian life. Part of it, part of my perspective is part of the victorious Christian life is you, woohoo, you get to relapse. Mm-hmm. And, and if I were to say to Todd is like, so if I, if I could ask you both, like, so, so could the relapse be a good thing? Well, it is part of the journey. See, it might as well just, it is part of the journey. On, on one level or another, it's part of the journey. And, and to, you know, a practical example is, okay, so I'm not diving headlong into porn, but I'm, I'm being drawn in by sexy images. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, you're, and, I'm, and I've spent some energy chasing that down, hoping again. Well, I've relapsed. Yeah. Fine. Bring it into the light. And, um, and, and we, you know, we've all experienced really relapsing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's part of the journey, no matter what it is you're struggling with. And so, make it part of the journey. And um, and and like you know what, I think your dad used to say, you know, learn, you know, falling forward is really important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so could we say then, if it is part of the journey, then um, when I relapse. It, it, that doesn't actually have to be part of the struggle because I think sometimes we get in, we, you know, we get into, uh, you know, we might have a problem with pornography and, and we, and we relapse. Then we have a problem with relapsing. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And then and now that becomes like a huge vicious circle where yeah. I, I can't even fail. So now I've got, guess what I need to do? I got to go hide. Mm-hmm. I got to go find that secret place because I can't I can't get my head wrapped around this thing. I I feel guilty about the porn. Then I feel guilty about relapsing. And then I talk to somebody, you know, and like I'm having all these fun conversations with people that are telling me why I have cancer now. And and, and a lot of them have to do with me. Like, uh, you know, I, I had one of my buddies told me the other day, he's like, I've never met anybody that had cancer that didn't have unforgiveness in their heart. Mm-hmm. So it's like I could get really wrapped around the axle and go, well, yeah, I've really relapsed into the forgiveness part mm-hmm. of the, of life, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. of forgiving. So, so now I have to forgive him. or not (laughs) or not (laughs) or just enjoy him and enjoy his love because i know he cares about me and he he wouldn't have said it (laughs) if he didn't really love me and care about me so yeah uh, well we're kind of out of time guys yeah we're kind of running out of time now but and so i'd like to i always like to like throw if it's okay with you todd i like to throw the ball in noah's court because i really appreciate noah's heart and the wisdom and uh, seeing the Lord uh, speak and live through him and his openness and just how genuine he is. I get to feel like it's a blessing for me to be able to. So I'm really being selfish here, and I just like to throw over the, the last minutes to you, Noah, to you know, talk about whatever you want to talk about with this. And you, you ask me to remind you um, about a devotional and maybe some other things that work or don't work. Yeah, uh, Todd, do you have anything you want to... Well, let me say what I was going to say, and then, Todd, if you have something you want to add to Great. this. You know, I was when I was listening to you talk about um, your dad and just how much you wanted to have that... Um, I don't know what you call it. Uh, closeness? Communi- yeah, closeness, communication with him, acceptance, all that stuff. The whole time I was thinking, that's what all of us basically strive for with God. You know, and if we could just do that, you can actually have that. You know, you can actually talk to God about all of this stuff that we talked about. And I think that it goes along with what what we're talking about, bringing it to the light. Even if you're bringing it into the light with God, I think it's important. And it starts the relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's a lot of the times, like, I had a hard time. I That question you had when I said about anger another thing is like I would not go to God then Mm. I felt so ashamed I just couldn't bring myself to actually go to him Mm. and now that I've you know gotten older and realized God loves me just crazy amounts of love Mm. I can go to him now and not be ashamed when I've done something that I think is shameful Mm. does that make sense to you guys yeah oh yeah I'm so glad I love hearing that yeah, uh, I mean, because that's the precise thing that sends us into hiding is that is not having the confidence. Yeah, that we that we're we're longed for on that level, mm-hmm. and um, and to be longed for regardless of your behavior, because you know God longs for our hearts. Yeah, not not our compliance. Yeah, exactly. So our behavior is really when you take that out of it completely. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, that's I'll lose control if I do that. Well. Maybe, mm-hmm. but ultimately God only is interested in our hearts because that's how we're made in his image and that's what he longs to yeah. bond with, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, I just, yeah, that brought it up. I mean, it's just, 
I love I love what you said. Yeah, that you have that. You know, and, and I think that's the you know that's the that's such a great point. Know that because we already have that. Mm-hmm. We afraid that we don't we won't have it or like and I'd really like to do in one of our next podcast some of the more talking about the idea of truth and lies that we believe. Yes. Uh, and I love you know I was just appreciate so much your openness and bringing up uh, a couple couple to- podcasts ago that. Sometimes we feel too defective for God mm-hmm. to love us. So right. defective that God would be impossible. In fact, uh, and I loved what you said last time because it's. I think it brings up what a lot of us struggle with is that that I should be punished. Mm-hmm. And then if God's not going to punish me, then I'll punish myself. Exactly. And I think that also has to do with a little bit of hiding is that I'm going to, I might want to go to that hiding place and punish myself. Right. Uh, because God's, obviously he's not going to do it. Yeah. He he doesn't. In fact, if the Todd's Todd's things are true that there's like a hundred million people looking at porn right in this minute, mm-hmm. yeah, and guess what? They're not being punished. No, and they're living. They're kind of suffering their own punishment, but mm-hmm. yeah. uh, in a sense, but maybe not. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not like he's expecting us to be other than we are. Yeah, and I know that'll rub some of our listeners the wrong way, and I could be completely wrong. So. Uh, well, yeah. Anytime I looked at porn, I definitely punished myself more than I know more God than anyone else. Yeah, yeah. More than anyone else. Yeah. Really? You know? Oh, yeah. Well, that maybe that maybe that'd be something to bring up on another podcast. The things we do to punish ourselves. Yeah, yeah. We should probably definitely do a part three. Because yeah. <laughs> I think we could definitely keep talking about this. I mean, it's a good subject to talk about because, as we saw with uh, what Todd was saying on the your research you did yeah the stats yeah the stats i mean a lot of people struggle with it but just no one talks about it so let's bring it into the light guys everybody you know just bring it to the lord see what the lord will do with it yeah and if you have feedback i mean i don't have to answer noah's email so if you have feedback please email noah and i will i'll i'll definitely read it and uh, i'd like to just address a couple of couple items of feedback i know we're kind of out of time yeah, it's i'll be quick as i really appreciate the feedback we've gotten about the one person who said that they just feel so bad that they had ever looked at it in the first place and and i'd like to be able to just um you know throw out there that you know really that's not the point of our podcast is for you to feel bad or guilty although it makes a lot of sense that you would um and that you'd be hiding and that you'd feel shame of, of, of looking at it and I'd love to be able to just say, hey, t- we can take all that. Mm-hmm. Take those feelings of guilt and uh, shame and embarrassment and take them right to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And just tell them how you're feeling. And uh, and then and get maybe get in touch with Noah or Todd and Yak. Or me, I'd be happy to yak since I have a little bit more, a little bit of time these days since well, I'm not working. Yeah, and if anyone emails me, just put, hey, I want you to send this over to Todd or send this yeah, over absolutely. to Steve. I have no problem doing that. Okay, and then, and so we we had other some other great feedback, um, and just because we don't really have all, we don't know the answers to everything, and we don't, you know, I don't feel like I have to. There's a whole different viewpoint of this where instead of inviting the Lord into it. You actually threaten yourself, so so where I would sit, I would come to myself, and I've got to struggle with pornography, and I just want to throw this out there because I think it's pretty prevalent, 
And then I would say, you know, like if you're, if you have, if you watch pornography, you're completely defective. You're not even a man. In fact, the more you watch it, the less human you become. Mm. Well, that may or may not be true. I don't know, but that's the thing. And so it's, there's a huge threat. It's like, you're going to get cancer of the soul and it's going to completely eat you in it. By the time you're an old man uh, or woman, you'll be a hollow shell of the person you could be mm-hmm. walking with the Lord. And so this, it's basically, uh, if you threaten yourself enough um, to be good, to change your life, then, then you will. And, yeah. and so there's a big, I think there's a big movement and I think that's a natural tendency that we all use. And so, uh, and, and so I would say that if that's your path you're on, ramp it up. Don't back down from that. And please don't listen to us about inviting the Lord in. Ramp it up. Increase that. Punish yourself more. This sounds really bad, I know. Punish yourself more to the point when you're going to, when you'll finally, uh, but but please don't please don't like do it half-hearted you know like if you're going to follow the if you're going to follow that regimen kick it in the high gear so that if it doesn't work you can get to the end of it faster i'm doing all these chemo regimens right now and Mm -hmm. like that's my that's kind of my modus operandi is like i told barb today i said man i hope my cancer numbers go up (laughs) and she goes why would you say that i said because it's not working and I want it to not work faster so that I can change to find out what does work. Right. And so that's why I would say is like, I pretty much have tried that, that method. I think it's, it's uh, interesting and it might work for some folks. It sure might. And, yeah. and I'd love for that. I'd love for that to be the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if it doesn't, then we want to find out what doesn't work as fast as we can so we can move on to what does, yeah. Yeah. you know, what, exactly. so what's going to push me. And if that's not going to be the thing that brings me freedom in Christ, then, um, I want to know that fast. And if it is, I want to get there faster too. Yeah. So yeah, that's a good point. So I just would like to thank the people that have given us feedback mm-hmm. uh, Absolutely. and even, and especially the ones that disagree with us. So, you know, if you disagree with us, that's even, that's great because we definitely don't have the answer. So if you have that, and also I'd like to mention that we ha- do have the, the new or the old devotional online again. Yeah, it's working again. My, my strength through his weakness. Um, Noah said that that's that was offline. It's back online for the folks that are listening. And it, you know, I'm assuming this podcast will be on air forever. So it is February of 2019 right now. Yeah. So if you're listening to this in like 10 years, it's probably not online. But I don't know. <laughs> it could be. Anyway, I'm sure it will be. Yeah, and we have a clothing line, and I don't know what else you'd call that pro. Oh yeah, products. if you want to swag, swag, yeah, yeah. whatever, merch. whatever, yeah. There you go, merch. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to look cool in abiding life clothing, go to the website. Yeah, it's under shop, so that will be coming out. But if you're like, you know, like the Unabomber or something, please don't buy one of those hoodies. <laughs> we don't know who's listening to the podcast. <laughs> we do know who's saying stuff. So. <laughs> but yes, if you want abiding life merch, it's coming out. And thanks, guys, for being here with me. Thanks for sharing your hearts and just, it's just great. Thanks for letting Thank us you. participate. Like it's so brothers. it's so great. Yeah. So great to share life with you and you guys. Absolutely. All right. Thanks for listening. <laughs>